the wrestling house show my name is chris and my name is joey and welcome to the second annual wrestling house show year end awards this is the award show for the year of 2018 yeah this is the yeah. second one it's our first anniversary of the award show yeah <laughs> yes that's an old joke right? <laughs> it's definitely an old wrestling house show right. callback i am excited i love me an award show uh, there's so few award shows i actually watch currently in yeah. in my uh years on this earth i've kind of fallen out of love with award shows but i this one I, i've been looking forward to for a long time i'm excited to be a part of it i hope so we do yeah. it so you're half of it so. yes and i even got my envelopes here uh yes, got them do. sealed up here with all our categories yes, and a uh, bunch of them over there yeah so we've got what 11 proper awards to give out and then we have an interesting kind of angle as it pertains to our traditional matches of the year yes. which we'll get into here a little bit later but, uh, Chris, you know, I'm so excited about this show. Can we give out our first uh, award? Absolutely. The first award for the second annual Wrestling House Show Awards, which you can find on cnjradio.com, is the TV Rookie of the Year. And let's uh, explain briefly what that uh, entails. This is not Wrestling Rookie of the Year as far as, like, their first year in the business. Yes. This is how I like to perceive as most people are seeing this person on television for the first time during this calendar year. Yes. Now, that being said, if there's some indie guy that's been on the scene for like five years and we never see him on an actual television show like an Impact or right. even Ring of Honor, which all count. Yep. I guess Impact counts yeah. still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get to NXT, pretend that, that that's not their rookie TV year. Right. This is their first year on television, proper calendar year. Okay, you kind of get the idea. This is yeah. not... But that being said, there might be an exception to our normal rule. This is a true rookie from what I'm hearing. I think I counted the votes properly here, so... Right. <laughs> All right, yeah. You, you opened it, so who's, who's, uh, who's on the card? Okay, the winner is Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And I, you know, not, not a big surprise, right. but... And, but the really neat thing about this is it's a true rookie. Yeah. Like her first match right. is at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like her first professional wrestling match. She trained yeah. to get to that thing once they signed her and all this other stuff. But I got to say, despite uh, however you may feel you at home about Rowdy Ronda Rousey, I don't think you could argue that anybody else could have won this award. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just about how, of course, she's high profile. She's the highest profile, probably, yeah. throughout the year of rookies or veterans, whatever. She was on everybody's mouths and minds throughout the year. Yeah. Mainstream press, yeah. win-loss record, yeah. championships, uh, you know, of course, 
who didn't think that she wasn't going to win a title during right. this year? So yeah, it's uh... and we've talked about how we kind of wish things had maybe gone a little bit differently here and there with some of her storyline things and whatnot. And of course, all of that does come into play with how we picked these winners. But if she was bad and she stunk up the ring, even if she still had the same matches, then we wouldn't have given it to her. We would yeah. have given it to someone else. We would have had a new category, biggest bust of the year. Yeah, or, or, yeah. You know. We have a disappointing category, yeah. but I think Bust would just prove the point that right. she would be that bad. But no, she... But she, she was always entertaining yeah. in the ring. When, yeah. the, when the bell rang from bell to bell, she always was able to... She made Nia Jax that match look entertaining. Yeah. And so that's that's a big just, thing. Just crawling all over it. That's what I yeah. said. Like, Green Ronda was going to be fun to watch because yeah. she hasn't found her pro wrestling feet yet. Right. And, you know, maybe, it, maybe or maybe not, it could get to the point where she will get into autopilot mode but she's not in it yet no and uh so this is the fun time yeah you know and there were still moments throughout the year where you could see where she was thinking about it or where what she did didn't quite match up to what maybe we're used to or how matches usually go but that was also part of what i think made her really interesting exactly it didn't have to know what she was going to do it didn't have that wwe formula feel despite despite that all the build and all the hype is very wwe it's all barnum and bailey but uh not 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 hugger bailey but uh anyway it's it's an old reference i do need to asterisk it but the greatest showman came out people know who that is okay okay, fair (laughs) enough uh but yeah, it's you just it's the unpredictability. Yeah, you know. So yeah, congratulations, Rhonda. You have won a prestigious wrestling house show year end award. Yes. So and just just adding to her right. her mantle here. I'm sure know. she's thrilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, speaking of thrilling, we've got another award here to give out. Chris, you want to do the honors on this envelope here? Or? Sure. We're handing the envelope to me yeah, now. Yeah. Yes. All right. The second award that we're going to be giving out is the 2018. Breakout wrestler, superstar, whatever of the year. Yeah, that's kind of self-explanatory. I feel like I don't have to explain this one as much as the last one. Yeah, so, no, it's just someone that rose from seemingly out of nowhere or from a lower position to a much higher position. So let's see who was voted for. I don't know. There's two votes that, that they yes. counted. So let's see. It still has to go down democratically. And the winner is. No surprise, Becky Lynch is the breakout superstar of All the right. year because yeah. of the fantastic year she had starting half year, half, <laughs> yeah, starting at Summer the Slam. end of the year, yeah, yeah. It, well, I I think it actually started in Chicago, which I'm if I'm not mistaken, Chicago was where Money in the Bank was this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the ball got rolling, and Chicago came through. Uh, with the Becky chance out the Yang during the women's Money yeah, in the Bank ladder match. That's true. Every time she got close, the place went berserk. I was pulled up where I talked about it when yeah. we talked about that show. Like yeah. I, My heart was broken a little bit because Alexa, cool, she won. I like her, yeah. but Becky needed to win that. Alexa, like, cashed in that night, whatever. I know yeah. the story, but... Yeah. Becky should have won that, and yeah, I agree. That was that was the start of it. Yeah, but then the bomb hit at at the end of the title match at yeah. SummerSlam, yeah. and then shit was on from here on out. Yeah. It just became the year of the man. Yeah. So and then the invasion thing, and that just solidified oh. it. Well, she was already solidified at that point, yeah. and that just put her over the top. Like that put if she was at towards the top in the top echelon, yeah. she stood on top of it that night. The other two things of note that should not be uh, discounted is when they did turn her, 
that was not the plan still was for her to be the man. Yeah. The turning was to get people to stop cheering her. The company did that. Oh, yeah. So she wouldn't be cheered. Yeah. And immediately the opposite happened. Right. And I don't think they could foresee that. At least most people in the company, I don't think, could see that coming. Yeah. So there's that. And then they even turned into, uh, I remember they did a poll on the website a yeah. few weeks after. Were you always with Becky? Are you still with yeah. Becky? Unanimous. And she even gave promos kind of like, you bandwagoners. And then, that was the but thing. But still, yeah. they could not get people to stop cheering her. Those early and, promos when she was doing that, I remember she was ignoring the crowd a little bit and saying, you were never on my side when people were just like as loud as they could be cheering yeah. her the entire time. She, she had to give up on that conversation yeah. and she had to embrace it. Yeah. But at the same time, they're still not booking her as a baby face this entire time. Almost. It's mm. getting to the point now in this part of the year, but we're not talking, you know, this isn't part of the awards, yeah. obviously yeah. to where, yeah, they're kind of booking her to be cheered now. But it well, really yeah. hasn't only happened just until like the last few weeks, honestly, I think. Mm, the I teaming up was that, teaming yeah. up with Cena thing, I think, was really a big leap that they wanted to that take was, for that. That was a reason. big thing, yeah. But the other thing I, I want people to realize is that she's selling shirts. That sounds like a shallow thing to say, yeah. but when have you seen a female, and I hate to say that, yeah, move that much merch yeah. over the course of the last quarter of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's it has the same look. It looks like Austin 316, yeah. and it just says the man, mm-hmm. and you see it all over the arenas now. Xavier Woods was wearing one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all you need, right? So there, there's that, and then, you know, I always think back to the pipe bomb. You are nobody until you move a few shirts in this business. Yes, that's the truth. And, and, and she's done that. She, yeah. she put every checklist point on her year this year yeah you know and there's no stopping her and then i think the last one will happen if it doesn't i will be the most surprised yeah not main eventing wrestlemania if she doesn't do that i it's i, I call shenanigans because yeah. she's gonna have to now there's no stopping it yeah so I we've think... already we've already got her versus ronda so, yeah, I feel yeah. if they don't do that, what's fail. wrong? Yeah, yeah what happened? Total fail. I had, so if you've been listening to the Wrestling House show throughout the year, you, I think you know that we've actually mentioned in about the half year point, for me, Buddy Murphy was my breakout already. I had him penciled in for this award, Yeah, but Becky came around and stole it. She, yeah. Like she's been stealing, not stealing, <laughs> taking everything. Yeah. And she took this. So, Later claim. Yeah. So. Yeah, poor, poor buddy. This was his award to lose this year. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's also being on the show that we're still trying to get people to watch. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So yeah. just on that kind of principle also, sure. that's why Becky wins over Buddy. Sorry, Buddy. But, uh, hey, you're still, I think he's still with Alexis, so don't feel too bad for him. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next award. Next award up is the Most Improved Wrestler Ooh. of 2018. That's and always tough because that tough, some, yeah. you have to you have to kind of evaluate it and try to not look at it through booking eyes. Right. You have to look at it through ability. How much have they really improved versus are yeah. they just winning more? Because yeah, it's such a thin line, especially in WWE. It is because I mean we'll talk about someone else who had some of the best matches of the year, but he kept losing. Yeah. So it's not about wins necessarily for this. It's about for us as fans. It's the entertainment value yeah. of between the first of the year when I was like, oh, I'm not, I, if your finger's hovering over the fast forward button, but then by the end of the year, you make sure you're sitting down and paid complete attention to the screen. Yeah. It's, it's that 
kind of difference. And that's really hard to uh, kind of quantify for a lot of people because a lot of people did really good and mm. did really well throughout the year and got bigger and better. But we kind of look at the biggest journey for this. For this kind of a thing, you have to watch as a scouter. And I think there is a way to watch wrestling as a scouter without ruining the fun. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. That's probably a lot of that has to do with not being employed by WWE. But okay, yeah. here we go. <laughs> by the way, All Elite's going to change that whole win-loss All thing. Right, so. yeah. All right, here we go. All right, the winner, most improved, Shayna Baszler, the Queen of Spades. Yes. Wow, three for three, and it's all women. This is truly an oh, evolution. Yeah, I didn't even realize that when we were writing those down. Yeah, we, we didn't do it on purpose either. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you really started the ball in this conversation, Chris. So I want you to take the lead here. But uh, I I had a few people, and mm. definitely a Buddy Murphy was on the list. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of maybe like, well, maybe he's always been this good, and he, you know, yeah. it's just a booking thing. And that's probably mostly true, I think. Although I did make an argument that he's a very strong runner-up here. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, working with that kind of talent, you're only going to improve. Yeah. But Shayna Baszler, she went from, like, bad promo person. Like, is she going to fit in? There was yeah. a lot of hiccups early on. Yeah. And you felt like the fix was in just for her to be successful just because of who she is and her associations. Right. We want to sign Ronda. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of doubt here and there, I think. And, you I know, agree. losing the classic. Yeah. So she bounced back in a major way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the classic happened the prior year in 2017, so we can't really count that as part of this. But even still, she didn't really show back up until towards the beginning of 2018, somewhere in that area. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when she first yeah. showed up. Yeah. But her biggest, her bigger matches were through there. And, yeah, in the classic, like, the final match with Kyrie Sane, I liked it. But she didn't always look like she necessarily... She looked like they were pushing her because they wanted her to be good. And yeah. it wasn't necessarily that she was quite ready for that spot yet. Yeah. And then early in 2018, like you were saying, her in-ring promos weren't good. They yeah. they just weren't. And I felt like she had trouble talking um, with a live mic. And then they started recording, do those pre-recorded things, especially with Kyrie saying some of yeah. those. And I think that helped Kyrie too. And it helped both of them at the same time um, for Kyrie's English promos and just for Shayna just to be able to get across her character that they wanted her to be. Yeah, I didn't think about the fact that they were probably protecting Kyrie too. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Because um, Shayna Baszler is kind of soft-spoken. She yeah. can be. And to get across that uh, danger, I guess, she needed a little work. Yeah. And through those recorded promos... By the end of the year, she was cutting promos in the middle of the ring, and they were really good. Yeah, I think someone finally just told her, put some damn bass in your voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Act like you know. <laughs> and so she looks, she sounds mean and condescending, and she has, she just delivers a lot better that way. In the ring, of course, she had the thing with uh, Dakota Kai early in the year, yeah. where she just dominated her. Um, but at the same time... Shayna's always been really good as far as when she's delivering offense, but when she's having to sell getting beat up, I didn't always buy it, especially yeah. very much in the beginning of the year. I just didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the year, the matches with Kyrie Sane, specifically, I think, but even just all throughout, her in-ring stuff, it looked believable bell to bell you know all the best classic champs you have they make it seem like this is mental chess yeah and she has definitely been on her way leaps and bounces this year being like this every title match she has now yeah. 
it is absolute mental chess. Of course, yeah. it's physical too. Yeah. But she's really got that factor in there. Yeah. You have to like figure out the combination to the same. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have it. And if and it has that, if if you do, you kind of got lucky. It right. felt that way. We loved Kyrie beating her at that takeover. It was that an was awesome one of moment. my favorite moments of the year. Was yeah. when Kyrie beat her. And but you kind of felt like in the back of your head that she just got got a little lucky here. Yeah, and, you know, like that, that was a big reason yeah. why I loved it so much because Shayna had gotten to the point to where she was so believable as this monster heel of the women's division because they were doing all those promos. Who's going to beat Shayna? I'm going to be the yeah. one to beat Shayna, and nobody yeah. could. Yeah, I didn't and, believe any of them. And yeah, I with didn't the exception of Kyrie, I was like, Kyrie might be able to do she it. She might That's be able to do it, but it was she had to. I think we even mentioned that. Yeah, before. it was the counter to the Kirafuda clutch, and she just escaped with it rather than beating her. And Shayna said as much. Shayna yeah. said like Kyrie didn't beat me; I lost. Yeah, but all of that, yeah, that's why I wanted Shayna Baszler to win this, the most improved, because I really do think. Because I remember seeing her in Stardom a few years ago. Actually, now at this point, I didn't think she had anything. Honestly, like yeah. I was a little down on her. But she's come long, long, long way. I yeah, think. you said Io was better when you first, like, your first impressions of yeah. both of them was that Io was much better. Oh, for, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> way, way beyond, yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, very good, but in a different way, maybe, or maybe not, I don't know, it's time for the Inspirational Wrestler of the Year. So uh, here's the envelope, Chris. Uh, oh, is this mine? Yeah, right. so Inspirational Wrestler. Inspirational Wrestler of the Year 2018 is... Can't deny it, Daniel Bryan. All right, the most inspirational. I mean, how can you deny someone? It was the Shawn Michaels thing where I was a hundred percent positive this guy was never going to get back in the ring. Yeah, and he did, and he succeeded, and he became the champ. Yes, that's Daniel Bryan. That's that's a huge year, and yeah, yeah that was an not only the actual real life journey, it was yeah. like an emotional roller coaster in itself. Like, okay, this is weird. Like, it just was a weird year. It's like they. Okay, they let him come back. They finally couldn't deny that he got cleared by like a dozen doctors. Yeah. And then they kind of sat on him in a weird way. Like the, the booking was weird. And so they finally just gave in after those like almost six months. He gets the belt back finally. Yeah. Uh, gets that crazy match with Lesnar that I thought was going to put him back on the shelf. Yeah. It's just been an emotional roller coaster with Daniel for these last few years. And. It's like the year he had as a pro wrestler again yeah. was almost no exception. It's yeah. it's never been boring for sure. It's just yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> and we've talked about it on the show since he's been wrestling again. I haven't always been really that into everything that he's been doing. I was down on the Miz thing because I didn't like how it was handled. Yeah. And I was, like I said, I threw my hands up. I was done with it. Yeah. I didn't like the big cast thing because I didn't see the point. Yeah. And, but... Regardless of all of that, he has still always been Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And I mean, we do the bread of the comeback, like the, yeah. the WrestleMania entrance, yeah. the match itself, that was all good. And then the end of the year, all good. And that's what it is. <laughs> like the speech that he gave when he came back was like, uh, yeah. your heart and you follow your dreams and, and things will happen. Yeah. And so. Damn guy made me cry in public. Yeah. And mutter. Yeah, so that is why Daniel Bryan is definitely the inspirational wrestler of the year for me. Yeah, And it was tough because there were some other guys that I think were really inspirational to me as a viewer and yeah. a fan of the business for since I've been alive. Yeah. Um, I, I saw something, one of these 
I just want to talk about a couple of sure, yeah, honorable yeah. mentions. I if guess got, if we got a legit honorable mention, yeah, please. I have yeah. two. Um, well, three if you count one of these. It's it's a two guys. Okay, the Singh brothers. Oh yeah, it's and it's all down to this tweet that I saw that the Singh brothers uh, gave out, and it was a picture of their parents, and in front of their parents was this WWE toy wrestling ring, and the tweet was like they bought this ring for samir and sunil when they were kids to share like as a gift it was their toy when they were kids and since they've been in wwe they have now have their own action figures and in that ring in that photo with their parents was their own action figures they got to put themselves into the ring that their parents bought them when they were a kid and they were talking about like this this is the american dream yeah i remember that that really got me too and it still does so that was one but they were my third because mustafa ali I mean, I know that's his gimmick, is he's the inspirational guy. Yeah. But really, for this guy who was an alternate in the Cruiserweight Classic, he comes in, he has so many fantastic matches since he's been in 205 Live, but then especially this year, and then he moves up to the SmackDown roster, and he pins Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, that... That's an amazing thing, yeah. and just his know. matches overall every time are inspirational because yeah. he is he is the predominant crawl from the bottom guy. Yeah. Like he, yeah, that's going to be his thing his entire career. He's definitely the perennial underdog. He gets yeah. beat up all the time and to like wins, the, yeah. to the point where it's like stop the match. It's yeah. one of those things where he gets the so far gone and yeah. then he manages to. And we, I buy into it every time. I yeah. love it yeah. so well. My, uh, I, I'm gonna throw in a quick uh, for me. Uh, I have to throw in uh, Natalia Neidhart for this one yeah, as well, because, okay, yeah. damn man, yeah. <laughs> like her whole journey, it, it's not just the fact that her dad died as seemingly out of nowhere, but she's been dealing with her dad for years yeah. now. I've, yeah. Some of the parts that I have seen of Total Divas breaks my heart because yeah. he's just, he never really grew up or figured it out and yeah. she she was momming him as much as her oh, mom yeah. was momming him and it just it was just a horrible situation a lot of times yeah. but at the end of the day i know she still loved the damn guy yeah. and but if they hadn't done any of those angles you would have never known that's the thing about natalia yeah. is that she goes through a lot of shit you know she went through tons of stuff yeah. and and think of the stuff she's gone through with tj All also right. i mean oh my god yeah i mean so she is that person that shows up to work and doesn't bitch about her life. Right. And she is a predominant professional. And that is somebody that I would hitch my wagon to every time. Yeah. So Natalia, for the last two or three years, I think should have been winning this award in, yeah. in a sense of a lot of principles. So sure. there you go. There's my uh, there's my pitch yeah, there. So. there you go. so lots of inspirational yeah, this year. Yeah. But yeah. But Daniel Bryan, he, yeah, he, yeah. he has the actual award. <laughs> sure. so, yeah. Congratulations, Daniel. Your, your check's in the mail, and the award's definitely in the mail right. somewhere. <laughs> All right, but uh, we've got, uh, let's uh, veer off here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go completely off course. This is still the award show. Yes. We have, uh, we've come to a consensus here as it pertains to our much-anticipated matches of the year award. Yes. This was an interesting year because i got to say, we, you know, we it was a different year this year for us. We watched every show and, and like really had a big powwow about the matches. So I figured this might happen this year. We had more matches than we really came up with for last year. Last year we got to the 10 and it's almost like I think we almost kind of initially struggled to find like a real sharp top 10. Yeah. And we had the opposite problem this year. We had too many matches. Yep. But that being said, it's like I feel like we need to throw in our STNLE in here. 
because there are two people that were like match machines for the entire year. And I think they should get their own separate recognition. I, I pitched this until like, I didn't know if Chris was going to go for it. Thank you, Chris, for going along with me on this uh, bit here. But when I started writing out matches of the year, two names kept coming up to the point where it was just ridiculous. It was a little unfair. Yeah. And I wanted everybody to kind of get their props for entertaining me through the year. But at the same time, I think it's almost kind of like a Hall of Fame award in a way that we're doing here. Uh, So the two individuals that we're speaking of, let's 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 tease the second. We're going to start here with the first one here. Somebody that we try to mention as much as we can on the show uh, that is not a WWE guy. But if you have anything to do with the Internet wrestling community or just happen to have some other cool channel options at your house. You have seen this man. You've read about him maybe more than you've seen him. Let's say you've never seen a match by this gentleman. We've got five matches from Kenny Omega that you have to watch. Uh, These were the definition of instant classics. Uh, Chris, you have the master list here. So it's time for the top five Kenny Omega matches of 2018. Separate match of the year category. It's never been done before. Right. So, Chris, you have the honors. All right. Yes, and you were talking about it's no surprise that Kenny Omega would be one of these men who made it unfair for every other wrestler in the world because his nickname is the best bout machine. So <laughs> yes. it's it only makes sense that he would have to be in a separate category to himself. And this is also the year that he was number one in the PWI 500, which is a massive honor and distinction for yeah. any person they strive to do that whether they say it matters or not right. you know they want to be yeah. number one every yeah. year uh, only in the handful of non-wwe guys that have ever won this award and he is one of them and deservedly yeah. so yeah I, I agree absolutely and so this is a top five list we're not ranking our main list but i did rank these matches in order of my personal preference and i went over them with you and you agreed yeah thumbs so, up and the number five match is one that we actually saw live and in person. It was Kenny Omega versus Cody at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor in WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, in New 7th. Orleans, yeah. yeah. It was the big civil war of the Bullet Club. I even loved even the uh, pre-match imagery where they like made it like look like the yeah. Captain America Civil War. Yeah. It was so cool. I was totally buying into all of it. And the match did not let me down. Uh, yeah, just to be there live, it, it, you definitely felt magic. Yeah. Like, even before yeah. the bell rang, yeah. you felt it. So, yeah. Quality, quality match. Absolutely. A lot I mean, of shenanigans. Uh, yeah, of course. There was yeah. even a bear, if I may quote the Cleveland there, show. There, there was a bear, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the number four match from Kenny Omega in the year of 2018 happened at almost the very beginning of the year. It was his Wrestle Kingdom match from Wrestle Kingdom 12 on January 4th in Tokyo Dome, of course, as always. That, that was my first Wrestle Kingdom. And was I, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I've only mm. seen two full ones now. And, All right, yeah. And I thought that this match was going to be the match of the year. Like, as soon yeah. as I saw it, I was like, well, that's the one to beat. <laughs> so, and it was at that point. <laughs> well, it was four, <laughs> four days in. Yeah. <laughs> but but then, yeah. I really thought nothing would beat that match this yeah. year. I, I can't believe that's how good this year has been for right. just wrestling matches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Alpha yeah. versus Omega, yeah. and no DQ US title match. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll find out it's no DQ because 
that's Jericho's J- Japanese personas. Right. He just Some, goes crazy and just does whatever he wants. He went from Shawn Michaels to Stan Hansen yeah. with one passport. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Man. Oh, it's great stuff. Go go see this. You think you've seen it all when it comes to a guy like Chris Jericho, but you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't seen that match. Yeah. It's it's something else. The Jericho's run in New Japan so far has been really great. Well, I guess it's over now at this point. Yeah, Looks probably. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I'd we'll like see. I'd like to see that cooperative crossover, yeah. but fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But speaking of what we were alluding to just now, the next matchup for Kenny Omega, number three, was at All In, which, yeah. um, of course, is headed up by the Young Bucks, which has turned into All Elite. But it was Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr., a.k.a. Penta L Zero is what they called him there. That um that guy right there, and I definitely am glad that he got brought up here on this particular show because that was my big eye opener wrestler this you, year. Yeah, you kept talking about Pentagon Junior throughout the year, and I agree. But yeah. I think he really made a a huge impression on you last year. Well, let's just put it this way: this year I saw him wrestle Austin Aries and Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he held his damn own. Yeah. So this guy is a star. I would say future star. He could definitely be a star in WWE. He is. He is, uh, you know, he's a lucha, but he's such a great heel. Right. And it's, I, I don't think most American wrestling fans know that, like, right. like know those kind of guys yet still, because yeah. lucha libre is so bright and shiny and happy yeah. and and high spot. But if, if the time could be right for a guy like Pentagon Junior in WWE, it'd yeah. be a whole new thing. And man, that guy is a star. And if it doesn't happen for him, I'm going to be massively disappointed. Yeah. It would have to be something stupid like he's a jerk or, right. or you know, he's got bad habits or something right. or you can't work with the guy. Uh, but that guy could be a world champion and he yeah. could show most American audiences something they've never seen before. And it'd be really cool. Yeah. The guy is so good, too. He's mega talented. And. And having huge high marquee matches with these guys and showing that he he's, he belongs, this guy's been doing it for a long time. Oh, but yeah. I'm just I'm just happy that I finally discovered him. It's right. almost kind of like I feel bad, like I feel well, embarrassed as a fan that I he's never popped up on my radar until yeah, this year. But, yeah, man. But this I mean this was a marquee year for him. He was the yeah. champ in uh, Impact for a while, and he did have all those matches. He was at All In. He had the yeah. match that you saw with Austin Aries and. So yeah, it was it was a great year for him. It was also a great year for Kenny Omega. Yeah, they, yeah. it's I think it's a mark of Pentagon Junior's year that he got a one on one match with Kenny Omega because yeah. Kenny Omega has been at the top for a few years now. Yeah. And in America, how many how many American matches did Kenny yeah, have this year? Exactly, it's like a not many, it's like two or three maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe so, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the next one on this list of Kenny Omega's best matches of 2018 did take place in America, yeah. but it was for New Japan. It was at Strong Style Evolved in March, March 25th at Long Beach, California, and it was the match that I kept talking about throughout the year. I did finally show it to you recently. Yes, yes. It was the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. Talking about the Bullet Club Civil War, this was the elite Civil War, basically, that was falling out from the stuff earlier in new japan where kenny and matt jackson specifically were having issues yeah i remember watching the clip of that and going oh man you know being tied into that and i just remember yeah i'm I'm, i can't believe i didn't see this earlier Mm -hmm. and i know something's up whenever chris is raving about anything the young bucks are involved in (laughs) it's he's not a hater of the bucks yeah I'm, you know, I know you were just about to jump to defend yourself. I know you're not a hater. He used to be a little bit more earlier on, but the fact that he was like, man, like 
and, and they they had good psychology. Yeah. And this was so well done, and so I it was immediately like I got to see this. Match. Well, and it wasn't a comedy match, and a yeah. lot of the early Bucks matches I saw were either comedy or they were just super ridiculous. It was well, sure super, super kick parties. It's yeah. fun, but it's not serious. And this match You're never going to get over the remote control bit. Are you? Yeah, no. <laughs> I love the remote control. But this match was very serious, yeah. and I had talked about it. I posted a thing way back in March when I, I think I saw it in April, actually, when I finally saw it. But I posted a thing on our Facebook, um, and just talking about how the commentators didn't necessarily put over the story as much as the four men in the ring put over the story. You could see what was happening at any given time just by what they were doing in the ring to yeah. each other facial expressions what they were doing to themselves at the same time how nick was interacting with matt how matt was interacting with kenny mm -hmm. how abushi was interacting with everyone yeah. it was so so good it was i think it's like the, the first act abushi almost felt like he was in a three-on-one yeah in a weird way yeah because kenny didn't want to fight anyone yeah abushi just wanted to win yeah. he didn't really i mean he understood but he was trying to get his friend who he was teaming with omega before he omega was teaming with the bucks mm -hmm. so you have all this history and abushi's just trying to help his friend and kenny doesn't want to hurt anyone and matt is angry at the world but mm -hmm. he's also angry at himself so he got kenny to beat him up yeah. throughout the match it was incredible i loved it so much yeah what else can you say after that yeah <laughs> you explained it better and jr on the call like who would have pointed those things out, but yeah. he didn't seem to as much. Yeah. Maybe I expect more of him. Yeah. But it's it's just a damn near perfect match, and yeah. you should really seek it out. Is that is that is that hard to find if you're not on the uh, New Japan feed? You probably just need to get the New Japan feed. It's not that it. much. You can get it for a month for nine hundred yen, which is like less than ten dollars, depending on the exchange rate. Yeah. But. Yeah, go on there and watch it. Watch Wrestle Kingdom. Because yeah, you can Strong watch all in on there. You can watch all in on there. Yeah. yeah. That's how we watched it. Yeah. And yeah, so it's it's worth it. It's totally worth it. And speaking of worth it, for this number one match. Yes. Kenny Omega for 2018. In my opinion, the best match that Kenny Omega had in 2018. It's hard to deny. This match lasted over an hour. It was the two out of three falls IWGP heavyweight title. Kenny Omega in the culmination of this feud with Kazuchika Okada at Dominion in June at Osaka Joe Hall. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen in my yeah, life. It was, I mean, I don't, they couldn't do anything else. They yeah. did everything in that match. It's like an early show spoiler. I mean, it probably, I would, I would not even hesitate to say that it's the match of the year. Yeah. It really just kind of yeah. is yeah. without even like being doubtful about yeah. it. <laughs> Sounded very wishy-washy when I said just now, but it, right. it really just, it really is just the match of the year. Yeah, I agree. So mm -hmm. make a point. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's our paid 10 minutes by Kenny Omega. Right. And checks in the mail. Yes. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't. He doesn't. I just want to hang out with him and play video games. No, that's cool. I'll take that in payment. And I think it's worth mentioning as of this recording, we're recording this the night of we just watched takeover phoenix yes so the royal rumble is tomorrow yes and i say that just to kind of put a time stamp on it because i'm not gonna be the most surprised guy in the world if kenny omega shows up in the royal rumble yeah it'll be surprising i'm sure he's gonna go to all elite obviously the vegas money should be there yeah but I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. WWE could really last minute something amazing for him. And how would he say no? I mean, like, that's the thing. So who knows? But if they give him 
a guarantee of facing AJ Styles in a high-profile match. Yeah. And then a good deal, which they would obviously offer him a fantastic deal. Yeah. Then, yeah, I wouldn't... It's... Because I think his New Japan contract is up, like, around right now. It's supposed to be at the end of January yeah. or, like, something like that. But it, also, that being said, things can happen. Yeah. Money can be exchanged sure. for... Uh, shaving some, some time, goods and services, and shaving some time off of a contract, yeah. favors and favors and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so I, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's, I'm not I'm not holding my breath, but I yeah. wouldn't be super surprised. It would be it would be nuclear. It would be amazing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm just saying as of this recording. Yeah. So all right, back to our award show, proper award show. Yes. We just gave them kind of a those are awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Let's start off. Let, oh, let's get into some hate. Chris. Oh, yeah. oh, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> we have two hate categories this year. I created one of them yeah. because of the fact that Chris brought up a really good point. He goes, now, what are you really saying? And so now, because of that, one question, we have a hated, most hated wrestler of the year. Yes. Which is... Not even trying to put them over and get them any kind of reaction. Right. We we do not want this person on our television. Is basically what you're saying. Correct. I don't. I am not happy when I see them lose. I am not happy when I see them on my television. I just don't want them to be there. I want to not see them. Yeah. So the first of two hate categories. We're going to start with legit hate, and then we're going to go into love to hate them, as in best real heel in wrestling right. that we enjoy. That I want to see him in many matches, but I want to see him lose those matches for the most part. Yeah. I think he's a jerk. I hate him. I was going to go say one more thing, but I'm not going to because that would spoil it. So let's go okay. ahead and right. give the legit, we don't want to see this guy hated of the year. You act like you were in on this voting or something. <laughs> right? Okay, real hate. No surprise here, at least in my opinion. Uh, the award goes to Baron Corbin. Yes. And not because of the in-universe storyline of he ruined Raw. He was, ruined portions of Raw because he was on it all the time. Yeah, overbooked. Uh, it, half the time he did anything on there, it made no sense. Even with the power structure, Yeah. this stuff just lacked logic. Like, the, how could he get beat in record time by Finn Balor and then go the distance with him all the other times and even beat him sometimes? Completely negating things like that. I mean, Finn, so the Balor thing alone, yeah, it makes it just stupid. Finn Balor brought out the demon, beat Baron Corbin, but yet Baron Corbin beats him like the next night or within a, a week or two. Yeah. And then he continues to do it and just buries all of that. Yeah. And then like the the most unentertaining, like power hungry mini faction yeah. ever created. Drew McIntyre deserved better. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it just... It's, it's just that back and forth stuff that WWE does all the time to draw things out that kills both sides of it. Yeah. And he was involved in a lot of that. But on top of that, it's just, I don't care. He's not interesting to me in the ring. Yeah. He's not interesting to me on the mic. So it's it's more of a yawn than yeah. like steam coming out of my head or whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like if they, which they never really did after a while. It's like if they had overbooked Ryback or something like that. <laughs> right. you know. Uh, Ryback was a better wrestler. Mm, slightly. Slightly. He was a big guy. He was a Nexus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right. yep, yep. Oh, yeah, 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 we're not supposed to mention that. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to... Uh, you're the award you created here, nope. Chris. So it's only fitting that you open the envelope. Love to hate. I seem to have some ESP because I almost said something. Because <laughs> let's see who it is. 
Yep, I almost called him the devil when I, just a second ago. It is Tommaso Ciampa is the biggest jerk in wrestling. He's a jerk on Twitter. Maybe ever. Yeah, he he has that smile that he gives that makes it even worse. Yeah. He's smarmy, he, but he manages to win. And I'm not always like super upset that he wins because <laughs> I like to see him in the ring because he's real good. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah. He deserves a job and success, but yes. I hate him. <laughs> this is storyline hate. Yeah. He ruined Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I am he, still mad about that. He took the most, uh, as uh, I think Hunter called him, the the last white meat baby face yeah. on the planet that people actually give a shit about. Yeah. And he he's anything but that now at this yep. point. Like, yep. he's become this, like, sick. it's like a sickly mutated, like, superhero that's lost his way. He's like right. a Bucky Barnes or something. He's, he literally is Bucky Barnes, yeah, actually. Yeah, he kind of is, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's probably that, what they're going has for. has those code words, and he just... Because there's those moments in the matches where Gargano just... He, he struggles against it. You can see it in his brain. He's struggling against it. But Tommaso's in his head. And mm-hmm. they did that promo. We just, like we said, we just watched TakeOver. Yeah. Did that promo with Gargano and they interject yeah. Tommaso talking like. In his ear. Yeah. So that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I uh, guess if, if Gargano comes out in a Winter Soldier outfit in WrestleMania weekend, then. We'll, we'll know. Yeah, we're now full, on it. Full circle for yeah. sure. And so, I, when I say ruined Johnny Gargano, of course, I love Johnny. Yeah. I love that he's being successful with this. He might even be the winner next year. Right. If, it, if he yeah. keeps going the way he's going, Johnny's going to be the winner of this next year. It's just, I want to cheer for Johnny. And we've talked about this before throughout the year. I didn't want to see Evil Johnny win. I didn't want to see him win the wrong way. I wanted johnny wrestling back and not the current johnny wrestling the johnny wrestling that faced up against almost all those times and that did all those things and did it the right way that's what i want i want the captain america johnny i don't necessarily want the punisher johnny yeah yeah well i have a feeling maybe this next award i'm merely only pausing this conversation chris i went ahead and grabbed this one out of the bottom of the pile (laughs) This is probably the most anticlimactic award of the night. Because right. when I say feud of the year, Chris. Right. Oh, look at that. It's such a <laughs> surprise. It's uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Now, if you've never watched any of these segments with these guys, the way we just talked, like, wait a second. You just talk like those guys were friends. Well, it's a long story. <laughs> it's a very long and story. And you should know. Yeah. So we're not going to go into the whole history of it. But just know that Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, this feud actually did start about, like, what, a year and a half ago in Chicago or something? I think it was, yeah. After they had uh, either lost or just unsuccessfully did not win a tag team title match against the Authors of Pain, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. And it was just such a heartbreaking loss. That's another reason why I'm never going to like Authors of Pain ever. Mm Mm-hmm. And these guys and the way they painted the whole thing. Look, see, look, they got me going to the history. But these guys were inseparable. They were DIY. They weren't even contracted NXT guys. They finally got their deal. They were per night guys. Uh, Tomasa was best man at Johnny's wedding. That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And then he turns his back on him. And then in this weird... Didn't just turn his back on him. He just he destroyed yeah. him in front of everybody on that stage and then went on at post-credit, like yeah. a 10-minute beatdown or what seemed like 10 yeah. minutes. And then in a weird circumstance, Tommaso gets hurt. Like, really hurt. Yeah. Legit. So they have to pump the brakes on this whole thing. But it's like, 
how did it not lose any steam once it was ready to go it was just like well because johnny carried it and like johnny was johnny was going after the nxt title at that time and he was pushing hard for that eventually and he got into that feud with andrade Mm -hmm. and then even Zelina vega the the amazing non-jerk that she is yeah. kept bringing up the Tomasa thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was always in the back of everybody's mind. Yeah. So it was an inevitable powder keg waiting to go off. And once it happened, it did not let us down. For a guy that's, you know, pushing 40 here, that's seen Flare Funk and Flare Steamboat mm-hmm. and the Mega Powers exploding and all of that stuff. <laughs> and you've seen it too, Chris. Yeah. This definitely holds up with any of that stuff if not just actually over does all of it i mean it's just such compelling stuff i was gonna say the when after we watched the takeover from wrestlemania weekend in new orleans you were talking about that was like the macho man moment when because candace larray was involved in that and Mm -hmm. it was yeah it was it was a great great moment and it was the last really happy moment in this whole thing yeah it evolved out of that kind of an idea i think i think they definitely got some influence from that story and and candace will continue and it looks like she will continue to play a part in this whole thing but they don't they don't overdo anything she's been in and out most mostly out lately yeah and as violent as it got and as crazy and sick and over the top as it got yeah it's still not over and, it, and we still yeah. want more and they're giving us all this doubt as to will they or won't they and as of this recording they're on decent terms but there's but that weird. pushback yeah there's a pushback there johnny still has doubt candace hates it yeah it's all crazy and it's the best feud ever and it's, it's the pre- thing that you said it it's been going on for what a year yeah. and a half or more yeah and it, i still care every yeah. time and i yeah. still really am invested in all of it yeah, it's true soap opera, yet some of the best wrestling of all time. Yeah. It's amazing that yeah. the, both of those things have been able to have the best marriage ever yeah. in this business. So I can't recommend it more. I've been trying to get people that don't even watch wrestling anymore. I told them to go back to at least the first War Games reboot. Right. Start there, and you'll see it, the yeah. whole thing. It's yeah. just so good. Okay. Yeah. That being said... We're going to continue to talk about Johnny Gargano. <laughs> no surprise here. Johnny Gargano is uh, the other big match guy of the year to yeah. where his name kept showing up. He's Johnny Takeover. He is Johnny Takeover. So it was my task to rank the top five Johnny Gargano matches of the year. So now we have taken Kenny and Johnny out of our other yeah. top matches list with this list of matches you got to see. So, in order, starting from the bottom, but, like, they're all just they're barn all, burners. Yeah, and it's really kind of a preference deal because I think they're all great for different reasons. A lot of story, a lot of violence, a lot of great wrestling, and it's all yeah. just kind of mixed here and there. Yeah, and the bread of this list is kind of the pure wrestling. Now, yeah. this number five was a violent match, but it wasn't a gimmicky match. Right. And it's just basically a revenge grudge match. So, from TakeOver Los Angeles... Johnny versus Aleister Black, who was one of the very important pieces in this feud that we didn't really see coming into the picture ever. Yeah. But just by proxy, he was the champ. Yeah. So something had to give because this stuff was too good for the world title to never be involved. So Aleister Black being the champ at the time became inserted into the storyline. And it's been hard on his character like almost for the same reason everybody involved is like a cancer that just spreads yeah. like 
Alistair Black got a lot of it. He got storyline injured by Johnny, yeah. and he was out for a good amount of the year. But then he came back and raised hell on uh, Johnny, which, you know, storyline-wise, you would think that the the amount of beatdown that Alistair gave Johnny Gargano would maybe snap him out of it. The idea of this match going into it was Alistair is going to exonerate Johnny of his sins. Yeah, Johnny will finally see the light, but it faded to black instead, yeah. if I may yeah. use the term. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's amazing stuff. And we actually, this match is so neat and interesting. Me and Chris actually saw it in two different ways. We talked about this before, to where you, I, I said that Johnny let him beat him. Um, Johnny was, I think Johnny just gave up and Johnny made that finish happen. And you, you, you didn't see it that way, but I like that. I like that we saw different things in it. So that's another, another reason to go track down this match. Exactly. Number four was the first of three Champa matches. Mm -hmm. Uh, this one and being the third best, it's still like, it's a wow. It's a, you know, if you're five-star ranking right. it, it's probably damn near five stars. Uh, versus Champa at TakeOver Chicago 2. And this is the street fight. This is yes. the middle match yeah. of the three match, uh, the three big match series. Mm-hmm. So almost kind of like Flair Steamboat. I think it actually yeah. does go that way. I think people would rank it second match. This was something that you don't see, especially in WWE. I don't see it in most pro wrestling ever. But the 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 ring surgery that went on at the oh yeah in the last yeah, act yeah. of this match, Champa pulled up like the the mat, didn't he, and yeah. exposed the plywood and yeah. everything. You yeah. actually got to see the plywood, which you never see. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it it's, except for it's that super rare. except for that Nexus thing. That yeah. was the only time I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it. when they destroyed the ring because they wanted you. So it just got down to that, and like it, yeah. it of course played a big factor in the finish. Yeah. You just have to see the match. I don't want to spoil these too much. Uh, besides the last match, I did spoil. Like, Alistair kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this it was that was the start of a lot of the heartbreak because that was that was a big match. Johnny had already gotten his win, but this was like he hadn't. There was still it was the mental thing. I think it kept eating him up inside. Yeah. He needed to finish him off once and for all because yeah. he wouldn't go away. And this was the beginning of the decline for Gar- Gargano's like sanity. I guess yeah. I wouldn't I would maybe not go that far, but it was it was beginning to eat away at him. It started to make bad decisions. The, the anger was getting to him too yeah. much. Yeah, fear leads to hate. Yeah. Hate, leads, hate leads to the dark side. Yes. Yeah. Number three, uh, of course, once again versus Tommaso Ciampa, take over Brooklyn, predecessor to SummerSlam. Blue SummerSlam out of the effing water oh, yeah. with the last man standing match. Oh, uh, yes. And this has been neat. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but the fact that you could make a last man standing match entertaining when we're not fans of this match. Not in general. There's no. very few times where it's actually been compelling. Right. If anybody's going to make this match compelling, it's going to be these guys. Sure. Did not let us down. Oh, my God. Just the emotion in this match. It's. I think it's probably the most emotional of the three. I'd venture to say I think so, yeah. the one we haven't talked about yet, but I think this one really, it was the peak. Yeah. To me, this is the peak of the rivalry, even though there's still good stuff abound. Mm. This, to me, was it. It was just like, oh. And I watched it again the next day. Yeah, I can't argue <laughs> with that, yeah. This is the one that ended up on the staging yeah, area, right? that was yeah. the staging area, so, the handcuffs. Yeah. The, oh. And so that was the thing, is the match itself was fantastic. I loved it. And the, but the end of it, to me, was all about the emotion of it. Because Johnny set up Champa. He had him handcuffed to the thing. 
and he was going for the knee, or he was thinking about going for the knee yeah. to basically kill Champa, um, is kind of what it looked like was going to happen. Yeah. And I was pulling as hard as I possibly could for Johnny not to do it. Yeah. I didn't want Johnny to go over that line. Because he could have won it without it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Well, and that, and I just didn't want to see Johnny stoop to Champa's level. Yeah. Because that means Champ, in a way, even whatever, regardless of what happened, the fact if he did that, yeah. Champa won. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome yeah. of the match. I could make another Star Wars reference, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very much like that. And so, yeah, if you haven't seen the match, go see it. I won't tell you how it actually ended, but that was. One of the most emotional moments of the year. There's been quite a few, actually, but that was that was up there. And that was... I can't recall pulling against a guy doing a move so hard, you know? Yeah. It's like, Ugh. a move, you know? Yeah, and he's done that a few times now since then. So you yeah. know someone said something like, yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, so... Number two, Chris, was the first meeting between yes. Johnny and Tomasa, which was uh, because of the fact that Johnny was fired. Oh, this was an, that, this yeah. was an unsanctioned match, quote totally unquote. About that. Which, to give you some um, perspective on, it, it sounds corny, but I will say I think it's well worth bringing up the fact that I think the last time they had a quote unsanctioned match on a big show, it was. Triple H versus Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels' comeback match. Oh, right, yeah. So they don't do these matches a lot because it's supposed to mean something. And man, sure. did it ever! Yeah. I mean, there's just uh, this is the this is the first of three, and I think it's the best still. And maybe a lot of that has to do with how it ended. Yeah. Because we kind of alluded to how much the other ones are just so heartbreaking. Yeah. This one is, it's. It actually is technical in places, mm -hmm. but it's still a fight. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But I like the fact they mostly keep it in the ring. Yeah. So it's it's that match. Yep. So it's just amazing. I, mean, I feel like we're just kind of beating this feud into the ground. Right. But <laughs> it's just that great for that reason. This exactly. is 1989, Flare Steamboat, Flare Funk all over again. Yep. Okay. Number one, and we just found out earlier tonight, this actually won the fan vote for NXT. Oh, yeah. Takeover, or not even takeover match, but just NXT match of the year. Right. And the fans are right. Who'd have thought? Right. <laughs> so, um, we talked about this on our first real monthly wrap-up show. Yes. Talking about the end of January. It was at the beginning of the year. It was Takeover Philly. And it was Johnny versus Andretta Cianamas at yes. the time. Yes. And now he's just Andrade. Sure. And, of course, the factor in of Candice and Zelina. Yep. And just this match has everything. Yep. Uh, whilst keeping it in the ring for the most part. Mm -hmm. The shenanigans are great. Everything about this match is great. It's a damn near perfect match. And this is the this is the birth of Johnny Takeover, I think. Yeah. yeah. And this was, I think, the third match between Gargano and, and Almas. And Almas had won each time previously. Yeah. And they were like kind of like not high-profile matches is the neat thing. Like really. one of them... One of them was at a takeover. It was like the first match on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a great match. Yeah. And then they had one on just one of the regular Full Sail shows. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. And but he could not beat Andrade. It was that the hill that, that babyface Johnny Gargano was trying to climb. Yeah. And it was like, this is it. Like, this is my chance to do it. And it was for the title. And it, I remember I was watching this at home by myself. And I don't get animated yeah. a lot, <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Joey's laughing because I'm, I'm understating it quite a bit. Yeah. 
but I I was clapping and I was on the edge of my seat and I stood up and yeah. that's how much I wanted Johnny to finally get it. And then the I would have moment... paid, paid cash to see that. <laughs> I really would have. And then the moment that Andrade hit those knees on Johnny on the apron up against the post, like my heart broke into. I was I sat back down. And... So like Ralph Wiggum on the uh, yes, on the exactly. Okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like you can pause it right here. You can see the moment his heart breaks. Yeah, that was me. And I I sat back down and I watched it and I was just like, no, yep. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. But I couldn't stop watching. And yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was. I, I can't say enough about it. I've raved about this match all year long. Yeah, so. yeah, it was that was, wound up being the one to beat. Yeah, which is crazy. Ah, yeah, that one's. If there's a if there is a um, contender to the throne of the Omega Okada, it's that match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it has to be. Yeah, and that doesn't discount some of the other matches we're going to talk about later. Sure. But let's get back to the individual awards, Chris. All right. You want to go to, let's get this out of the way, because we have some individuals and people awards, so let's get our complaining out of the way, because oh. this is a mostly positive show, yes. I believe, but we do want to talk about some of the things that maybe we didn't like so much, and I think we did this on our last, the first annual uh, Wrestling House Show Awards, yeah. it was our disappointment of the year, and this yeah. is a very broad category, it can be anything we want, it can be a personal thing, it can be like yeah. something that maybe just us or maybe something yeah. that we at a show or <laughs> something bigger and yeah. so do you have some nominees that you were thinking of before we get to the winner i had a couple of personal ones uh one was uh we talked about this but uh me losing my ass on the uh, uh in the stadium like just falling we now but yeah it was yeah. that was a scary moment it was scary for me i thought i had i thought i broke things i thought i had a concussion I, yeah, I, I fell down, the st I slipped on, it was just, the whole damn row of stairs yeah. at the Superdome were just wet. Super steep and wet and small. Yeah. It's all things and wrong. And the railing was wet. I mean, just, yeah. it's it's like they had hoses out before they yeah. let people in. It was well, crazy. People had been there for, yeah. what, like six hours by yeah, that point? drinks all over yeah. the place. Yeah, I fell down the stairs, um, just kind of just uh, ski butt bumped all the way down to the bottom row. And after about, you know, anyways, I won't go into bad detail. You can listen to that episode if you want. But that cost me, it's one of those things I felt like a fighter. Like, that was right. my fighter moment. It caused me to actually miss the Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I, think, I remember you guys were so cool and, like, just being there with me. And I was like, you guys, go, go. Like, I felt like uh, Bret Hart at WrestleMania <laughs> 9. Just get back in there, man. Go. You need to see this. Yeah. So, you know, Nola goes into the, the medical room with me, and I made you guys go back. Yeah. Like, you guys, somebody needs to enjoy this. Yeah, we saw most of the match. So, so you, yeah. like, the Daniel entrance, I missed that whole thing. Yeah. I came I came in, like, in the last act of the match. Yeah. And there's that. It and... couldn't have been during the main event. Like, you couldn't have waited till then. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, kidding me. That would have been the shit. But yeah. anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I'm going to the hospital. Thank yeah. you. Like I elected not to go. I had to sign a waiver, right. and I'm gonna have chips in my elbow for the rest of my life. I know that for sure. Awesome. Um, if they're not somewhere else at this point, um, hopefully not. Anyway, uh, other thing. This is a little bit lighter, but uh, also WrestleMania week. Mm -hmm. Besides just the amount of stuff I couldn't see because there was all these double bookings, the ultimate heartbreaking double booking, uh, with with no regrets at the same time. But when you go back and watch what we didn't go to, we mm -hmm. went to Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, yeah. instead of TakeOver. Yes. What can you do, man? I mean, yeah. it was just, <laughs> you have I to make a decision in advance. I don't regret it. We yeah. saw Kenny Cody. 
Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So Kenny Cody, that ladder war yep. was amazing. Yep. Uh, Dalton versus Marty was amazing. Yep. Everything about that show was really cool. There were some surprises in there, even some great cameos. Yeah. Uh, and I, I sold everybody on going to Ring of Honor versus TakeOver. I, I felt like I solely sold everybody to go mm. based on the fact that I said last year's TakeOver wasn't all that. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. But the one in New Orleans was real shit hot. Yeah. And you, we're just watching it the next morning as we're still coming around and yeah. being like, oh my God, that yeah. show is real good. Yeah. One so of, it's just. One of our Gargano matches of the year was on it. Yeah. Nita Strauss was there, Chris. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, and Lizzie Hale. And, and yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a damn fine show. It was one of the best takeovers ever. Yeah. I don't think anyone could argue that at this point. I mean, go, go watch it again. A couple of my personal nominees also, they both came from WrestleMania weekend. Minor disappointment, not getting to meet Minoru Suzuki because we didn't have time because we had to leave. That's Even right. though hanging out for like 45 minutes, but we had to, I had to get to the show. Where what what were we at? Were we at uh, were we at WrestleCon still? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, we were waiting at WrestleCon because all the New Japan guys were coming in a little bit later than most of the other ones. And WrestleCon overall was just a big, it was, fat disappointment. Yeah. And I built that one up too because when we went to WrestleCon, it was awesome in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. But this thing was oversold and just yeah. the room was terrible. It was too packed. But anyway, sorry. Silver lining on that one, we got to meet uh, Zoe Lucas when without knowing it until later. But. Yeah, and um, massive bucket list meet and you know quick meet and greet for us. You know, go ahead. This oh, is yeah. your guy. Oh yeah, I got to meet. I was thought you were talking about the Mexicals, but which is also oh, great. Yeah, I, I we got, I wrangled all the Mexicals into yeah, one yeah. photo. We've got to post that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I well, we both got a picture with uh, the great Sasuke. So, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, that was that was your only shot to meet him. So yeah, it was like that had to happen. So that made up for not getting to meet uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Mostly, I still wanted to, to meet the guy because sure. I think he's great. Yeah. But my bigger disappointment was I did talk about on the Raw WrestleMania thing as well was just not being able to make it to Ring of Honor early and not being able to hang out for the entire day because yeah. I did not get to see Mayu Iwatani wrestle and I did not get to meet Mayu Iwatani during their meet and greet. And that yeah. was kind of a disappointment for me. Yeah. So, That's... It sucks. But yeah. I did get to see her live as I talked about that on the show. I yeah. saw her like five inches from my face as she <laughs> leapt off the, the second like yeah. story in Cork and Hall. Got actual magazine photos to prove it. Too. Yes, so. yes. But let's get down to the big fat overall disappointment of the year. Yeah. And we said this should be everybody's vote. This is the fans vote, not yes. just our personal drama that we just went through. Right. Yeah. We're just venting off, once again. We're gonna get off the couch and get with the rest of our brothers <laughs> here and find out what I think everybody's big disappointment of the year is yes and it is brock lesnar regaining the universal title yeah i just don't understand i don't get it i honestly think it happened because of the roman thing and well, i'm yeah, not trying to put this at roman's did. door no, we haven't no. talked about roman yeah. this whole show i mean he is obviously we could have put him as inspirational we could have put him as the disappointment of the year because it's a different kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, and, you know, we feel bad now. But we weren't big fans of Roman before this. We were mm-hmm. medium to, to not. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I don't of want course. him to get better. But, but um, yeah, that, that old thing being said, I feel like the Brock thing happened because of Roman. Of course it did. And, they and wanted I, to hit the reset button and get someone else to. Because they built Roman up for five years just to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And 
Now what do you do? Yeah. And that's why they did it, Chris. <laughs> I know why they did I, it. I know. Okay. But <laughs> they couldn't have just given it to Strowman at that point. And we're not fans of Strowman, and I don't really want to see him as champ. He's going to win it at some point. Yeah. But I don't really see him... I, I didn't really want to see that happen either. Yeah. But out of those two options, I would have rather had Strowman take it. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be yeah. on the show. Yeah. Uh, I give it like he had a match with Finn Balor. Just give it back yeah. to Finn Balor and let him carry it into yeah. WrestleMania season. So glad I didn't watch that. That had to be that was the one show I didn't watch all year was mm. Crown Jewel. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. This best in the world tournament sounded like shit. It was. <laughs> Brock, and then the fact that they're going to talk about how Brock Lesnar won the Universal Title at this horrible farce of a show yeah the the wwe world cup doing finger quotes that yeah. was all american guys yeah <laughs> that's the dumbest thing in the world because yeah, when i heard that i was like oh cool they're gonna bring in some people nope they have like so... world collide is going to be the true world cup isn't it yeah yeah i yeah. mean they have so many people from other countries but the, the wwe world cup was all american guys every one of them yes dumb but that um, wasn't the biggest disappointment it was just because of course i mean brock lesnar just uh, We've talked about him ad nauseum. I'm yeah. sure people are tired of it, but like, he's just not there. Yeah. I'd like to tack on Saudi Arabia to this award, if I may, <laughs> just yeah, overall. Two Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get on to something positive. Yeah. Um, actually, since um, can I give out the next award and you give out the next two because sure. this is my favorite genre yeah, I was of wrestling. Give it to you anyway. Yeah, the tag team of the year. Yep. And. Uh, as I'm opening this award, Chris, I don't want to like just. I feel bad because I feel like I'm springing this on you. So, um, I think we should be allowed to have one tie per year if we have to. Are Are you calling the audible here for the tie? Yes. For tag team? Yes, I, w- I would like okay. to do that for yeah. sure because, um, I I initially was like, well, I think it's undeniable that the Young Bucks should be the tag team of the year. To even to the point where I didn't think you could really argue it. Yeah. Despite what we were just talking about earlier. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like, especially as much coverage as we had, as many matches as we've seen of this particular team, I feel like since it's kind of two different worlds, I think the tie is legit in this case. Mm-hmm. So my envelope here, one has a marker and one has a pin on it, <laughs> but I've got the Young Bucks and Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly, the Undisputed Era, as uh, co-tag teams of the year. I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. I think because it is such a different thing between those two teams. Because, yeah, Young Bucks have turned the wrestling world around. They're doing things that people didn't think were possible as an independent professional wrestler. Yeah. And they're, their shirts are everywhere. They're in Hot Topic. They're making a living, a good living, on their own, doing what they want to do. Yeah. And Working that, for, like, two major companies. Yeah. With no restriction, really. Yeah. And, you know, started from the learning tree of Cole Cabana on how to make it on the indie scene, and they just injected it with steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also creating, have created their own wrestling promotion along with Cody. Yeah. And some backing, of course. But they had their first independent, one of the most important independent shows in the past. Yeah. Yeah. History. And, yeah, and that's the thing is that Cody's like kind of the business look face yeah, guy because yeah. he always wears the suits. Well, he and, has the business pair too. And he's legacy. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't look like one of the rockers. Right. But they're all 
equals here. Yeah. Like Nick, Matt, and Cody are all equal on this. Yeah. They're literally the co like vice presidents of all elite wrestling. Right. Uh, in the sense of, you know, the cons of the money guys and they own it, and, but they're also in yeah. on it with them. So they're all making the same decisions together as equal. They're actually poke fun about a lot of that stuff on their shows now. Yeah. Like, oh, I just signed this guy. You didn't tell me. You're yeah. supposed to tell me. No, I thought I was the VP. Okay, so all that being said, all the entertainment and YouTube shows aside, I mean, when they're in the ring, they can go. Yeah. They always have been able to go. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tag team specialists. Yeah. Uh, and and undisputed, it's a yin yang thing. It's 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 mat based scientific wrestling, and it's equally entertaining. And I love all of it. Yeah, so. and with the undisputed era, it's every single time they wrestled for the titles, not for the titles, doesn't matter. It was pretty much always, eh, almost always, the best match of the night, if not tied for the best match sure. of the night. Yeah. Um, they had those great matches with. They we'll, won, we'll talk about some of those later. Yeah, and actually. they won the Dusty Classic. That's yeah. a big deal too. Yeah. And and they change. And that's the other thing. It was O'Reilly and Fish. Yeah. Roderick comes into the picture, yeah. and I don't. I really don't believe. And some of my history might be crude here, but I said I don't remember O'Reilly and Strong really teaming up that much ever. I wouldn't think prior so. Prior to all this, even yeah. in Ring of Honor, and it's like they. It's like they've been teaming all along. Yeah. Like, from the word go, they were just like, wow. They complement each other so, so well. I yeah. mean, O'Reilly and Fish do as well, but Roderick's a different wrestler than Bobby Fish is, yeah. and he brings a different dynamic to it. So you have O'Reilly, who's the mat base, the striker guy, and then you have Roddy, who's just this very strong, dominating professional wrestler, and he's yeah. just a really powerful guy, and they're both super fast, and it's just yeah. everybody they got into the ring with there were lots of really hard hits. It was pretty much always a tornado match yeah. with those guys because yeah. it was just nonstop from bell to bell. Even if the match went 20 something minutes, they never stopped for a breath. It was yeah. just insane. Yeah. They still come out. Like I was watching that one against war Raiders tonight. Yeah. I was like, where did he, where did he come from? Where, where did yeah. he come from? How and, did he recover from that so quickly? And it wasn't just spots and just yeah. mayhem. Yeah. It actually made sense. Yeah. And it was, because I've talked about Kyle O'Reilly how much, or we both have. He's the most dangerous man off of this Yeah, team. He's he, the only guy that could say yeah. that. <laughs> and everything he does makes sense in the ring, and it tells the wrestling story in the ring. And yeah. that's what they both do, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Two-time champs. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't deny the Undisputed Era. Yeah. As much as I like the Bucks and as much as they entertain me over the year. That I just it's impossible to choose. So they kind of won a disputed award. It's the only time they've been yeah, disputed yeah, all right. year. <laughs> all right, Chris, you get the honors on the main two big ones. I think everybody knows what these are going to be. Probably. Uh, I don't even care what order we put them in because you know it's it's a uh, you know we're in a period of evolution. So do what you want, Chris. All right. How do you want to end this show? Well, male or female? Let's go with female first okay. because I don't think that anybody can. I'm just assuming, I haven't opened this envelope yet, okay. but I'm assuming that we can't deny the person who won this. So let's see. Either of them. Yes. I was right. It is the man, Becky Lynch, is the woman of the year. The man is the woman of the year. Yes. I think that's a song if I keep repeating it. Okay. I mean, the man is the woman of the year. How could no one else even comes close, I don't think. And, yeah. and who, like this time last year at the beginning of the year, yeah. what? Like, yeah. You know, it was, I think at this point, it was probably definitely going to be Asuka. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she was still undefeated as of this time last yeah. year. She was, you know, winning the Women's Royal Rumble. She yeah. was going to the to the big dance. Yep. 
and then she lost, and then they she sat on her for the rest of the year. She teamed with Naomi for a little bit. Yeah. She was in the Mixed Match Challenge. She was in those multi-person matches yeah. and never won anything. And then, and so, yeah, she, that, this was her award to lose. Yeah, and she lost and, it. And we talked about... Because the way she got booked. Yeah, then we talked about the Becky miracle that the fans made happen. Don't ever yeah. discount that your voice doesn't count. Yeah. Because this is shared with Becky and the entire yeah. uh, block of wrestling fans that totally get it. Uh, that actually know what's right. There's right. there's some factions that don't, but these are the real smart fans that right. actually got it right. We can all come together yeah. as one you, and yeah. make things like this happen. You can force the issue. Sometimes they will do their best to ignore it, and yeah. Roman Reigns is an example, I think, of just ignoring what people are saying. Yeah, but... Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder, yeah. But... Has anybody been shit on more than Zack Ryder? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the opposite effect, like, you know, yeah, so... But I think ignoring what Becky Lynch, what was happening beneath her, and then when she started to believe in herself on TV as much as people believed in her, yeah. if WWE ignored it, they'd just be throwing away money. Yeah. And it's, it was clear. It's going to be so nice if her and then her trainer both walk out with gold tomorrow at the Rumble. Yeah. It's going to be awesome if that yeah. happens. They even, she even tweeted about today. He goes, oh, yeah. hey, Finn, for old time's sake, how about we win some titles tomorrow? Oh, that's cool. I was like, yes. I'd like to see that. <laughs> All right. All right. So the male wrestler of the year. We've talked about quite a few male wrestlers on the show so far. We yeah. actually had two categories of best matches of the year set aside for two men who we just couldn't deny that they were fantastic. So I'm thinking if it's me that did the voting... I would think that one of those two men would be the rest, the male wrestler of the year. And you may be right, yes. but let's see. I was right. It's the best belt machine. Kenny Omega is the yeah. professional wrestler of the year. Yes, and that's just by us watching the matches that we saw of him this year. I mean, talking about he's having a career year. He's number one PWI. Another career year, yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, he created a seven and a half star rating. I don't know how that happened, but uh, no, I'm just being yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's undeniable. I mean, if if you haven't learned by now, go go find out. And like I said, like Chris said, just get that one month of New Japan. You might even yeah. hang on to it. But those five matches, yeah. and it's just something else. It's it's pretty great to see. And this guy's in his prime, and I don't see him losing any steam for a long time. Right. He will be maybe the new face of American wrestling, even if he does just wind up in all elite. Yeah. He doesn't. He is going to be one of those guys. If he never goes to WWE, he will still be considered one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Like Jumbo Saruta or any, you know, a lot of those Japanese guys. But this is an American. Yeah. Who will just get to say nope? Right. You know, it'd be nice maybe eventually, but don't need it. And yeah. I know that that's where a lot of some of the fan base comes from on principle. But if he was shit, it wouldn't matter. Right. He's amazing. Yeah. He's just amazing. I agree. All right. We've got a handful more of matches of the year to recommend, as this is kind of how we rebooted our show in the first place, is to just basically say, like, hey, if you don't have time for the 12 original hours of resting a week, <laughs> right. we're going to try to get it down to a handful of matches yes. to where you maybe only need to watch these dozen matches for the month. Yeah. So if you got behind this year... Besides the last 10 matches that we talked about, we have a dozen more for you to go watch. So, Chris, I think you have better notes than I do on this one, but uh, these are the 12 matches that we agreed on that were just undeniable. We actually were trying to get it down to 10, 
but we couldn't do it. It was heartbreaking. We had it down to like 14, I think. Yeah. And, and it got to the point where the two that we had cut, we said, okay, we're going to leave those cut, but we can't cut anything else out yeah. of here. So this is our proverbial dozen great matches of the year that do not include Johnny Gargano or Kenny Omega. <laughs> and this does not disparage anybody else on this list. Yes. But these are the guys that also made wrestling, guys and gals, actually, yes. that also made yeah. wrestling very interesting in 2018. Chris, take it away. So these are in no particular order. These, unlike the previous matches of the year for Gargano and Omega, these are not ranked. These are just, it's its too hard to rank these. I'm not going to take the time to try to do that because it's subjective anyway for the most part. And these are also strictly WWE matches. Yes. Uh, I will do a couple of, uh, I think we're going to do a couple of We each have an honorable mention. Yeah, from we'll do that afterwards. Yeah. yeah, why not? But I will start off with a match that happened actually pretty recently or pretty near the end of 2018. It was the women's TLC match at the TLC pay-per-view for the SmackDown women's title. Asuka versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Yes. I watched this match, and then when the show ended, I watched that match again, like immediately, before oh. I went to bed that night. Not even the next day, you mm. just watched it again. Yeah. yeah. And we were, we were still marveling, like you, we were talking about this earlier when we watched TakeOver. How did Charlotte not break her ribs? Yeah. I don't understand that. Becky she came should have off a... that ladder and that table didn't break. Yeah. She used to have a full broken piano on her front. And right. It's, you didn't hear about it. Yeah. So it, And she yeah. didn't take any time off. No. So, yeah. so she must be fine, but what yeah. the hell? Yeah. She landed on her breasts and I just missed it? Like, what happened? <laughs> it was fully on her ribs. Okay. Like, yeah. All right. She, you, was, you, she was not having a good time. No, but, yeah. no. Yeah, we were the only ones having a good right. time there. Even then. I think it was just, even knowing the outcome of it, it was still a really great match. Seeing it without knowing the outcome, I think that was that. Yeah. Just that happiness for me of seeing the winner. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's really difficult not to. Ties into something that we talked about earlier, yeah. so that's nice. But yeah, super great match. Loved yes. it. Let's not spoil any of these. Sure. Uh, my next one, and I don't have the date in front of me, I do apologize, but it was the Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami. And it was either like a, a street fight or a no disqualification. Or... Falls count anywhere, I believe. Falls count anywhere. Okay, that makes sense too. I believe the finish was in the ring, thankfully, but who knows. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but that was just, we talked about how great Ali is as a comeback kid, as an underdog and all this other stuff. Hideo Itami, I don't think his WWE career has gone the way that anybody thought it was no. going to. It has not been of note, let's just say. He was he's, plagued with injuries in NXT. Yeah, yeah, and he's got that gnarly shoulder scar yeah. to prove it. Uh, but so, yeah, I think eventually they're like, well, just put him on 205, you know? Yeah. And I think it was just kind of an afterthought. But, and even then, it didn't really kick mm -hmm. off the way that it should have. I mean, you. Well, even they, they put be... him in that team with Tozawa, which I like both of those guys yeah. a lot, but it just felt like, hey, oh, they're Japanese. Yeah. Put him in a team. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's totally stupid. Even though they know each other, it yeah. just doesn't make sense because yeah. there's a personality clash there. It to be like snobby indie guy, and I have to just pull that car and go, hey, look, this guy is freaking Kenta. This is a guy yeah. that did an hour, you know, with such and such, and you need to see this. Yeah. And it's, he just hasn't had that kind of thing about him. This was one of the first matches where I was like, finally, this is why he's here in the company. Yeah. And it finally clicked. And I think maybe he might actually, you know, turn a negative into a positive on 205 here because yeah. it does seem like a demotion yeah. he should be winning heavyweight titles right he should be in the conversation of main roster yeah. heavyweight titles he's that good yeah. but 
let's start with this this amazing match he had with mustafa ali go see it it's great all over it was on great. the october 24th 205 live thank you <laughs> appreciate that yes. that's why that's you know you, you fill in my blanks chris and i appreciate <laughs> that all right you go all right my next matchup i i seem to be just going with the women's matches right here but this match was one I was very much looking forward to or hoping that it was going to happen. It happened in the May Young Classic. Two. May Young Classic 2, yes. And I don't think you can deny that this is probably the best match of the tournament, uh, just as a match unto itself. It was Mercedes Martinez versus Mako Satomura. Just the May- two veterans, one two different generations, but yeah. two veterans like, for many, many, many years. It's weird because like I, I said, Mako is the Mercedes of this year's May Young Classic. Right. So what does that make Mercedes this year? Yeah. But she was in it again. I was like, well, that's awesome that she's yeah. in it again. Yeah, hoping they would meet, and then they did, and it did not disappoint. Yeah. Man, was in the second round of the tournament, and Satomura had great matches with everyone clear that they were putting a few people up against her we'd like we talked about yeah, for the rug, to yeah. build them up yeah. but then it was also clear that they put this match together because people wanted to see it yeah this was for the fans i can't believe it's that rare thing where i can't believe something that cool took place with this company yeah right it's so good like and i hate to say it that way it sounds like i'm being an asshole but, yeah but, but like this is this is not a wwe match it's like going back to the cruiserweight classic and remembering that kota Ibushi was in that yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah that's what makes that great also yeah. it's a big factor but yeah that was this was for the fans this yeah. was for the purists this was for anybody in that office who's like no women's wrestling is important yeah and this is a matchup we have this matchup and if we don't do it, then we failed the ideal of the Mayhem Classic. Yeah, right. so someone said something. Yeah. So, yeah. And hopefully it was Hunter. I have faith that he was the one that said it. So. Yeah. All right. Oh, my turn. Next, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, well, I'm, you know, I, I make myself the tag team guy. So sure. let's go with uh, Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, which was an opening match. I Was that, was that Brooklyn also? I think it might have been i think that was brooklyn yeah, yeah. take over uh for the tag team titles lorkin and birch they didn't really they didn't really go into the match with as much momentum as a challenger should in my opinion yeah, yeah. i think they gave him a couple of wins against people that really weren't that high up yeah. echelon wise yeah but i know them to be good i was just being well i hope it's a good match yeah it wound up being so dramatic so good just and just Great striking, great scientific wrestling. But when they were brawling, it was great. Everything about it was great. They're all kind of similar size. They just really just, there was such great flow in this match. And it's one of the best tag matches of the entire year. Absolutely. If you've seen Lorcan and Burt, you know that their thing is they hit people really, really hard very often. And that's kind of their deal. Like, Lorcan pretty much broke Itami's nose I guess it was like a year or so ago I don't remember but yeah that's the kind of wrestler he is and they take a lot of punishment too of course Undisputed Era deals out a lot of punishment and this was another one of those that like I said Undisputed Era bell to bell it's 100 miles an hour and that's what this was it just was non-stop I it got to the point where you were just kind of like sitting back and not believing that these guys were still hitting each other yeah just one of the one of the great openers of any show ever, so yeah. go seek it out. Alright, I guess I'm next up. I'm going to go 
with one of my early matches of the year going back to, I believe it was TakeOver Philadelphia. It was Adam Cole versus Aleister Black, the Extreme Rules match. Oh, yeah. Was... It could only take place in Philadelphia, and yeah. they even built that up, yeah. the whole thing. And Aleister Black's one of my favorites. Adam Cole has been perceived as possibly even the next Shawn Michaels. How can you go wrong? Yeah. And both guys, really, any of that hype or any of those kind of lip service things that have been yeah. attached to what they could be in the future on the main roster, they proved it a hundred times over in this match. A lot of wows, a lot of stop doing that because you haven't even made it to the main roster spots. That chair spot, I still cringe just thinking I about it. don't know how that happened. Yeah. Whoever thought of that is sick in the head. Yeah. It's probably Adam Cole. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, because he was the one that took it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It always has to be that way. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, all all the ingredients are there for greatness. Yeah. If you like wrestling, there's actually some wrestling in there. Yeah. There's a lot of violence, though. Yeah. But both of those guys are amazing wrestlers. That's mm-hmm. the weird thing about it. But they shows you how versatile they are, and yeah. this is one of those instances. And Adam Cole is one of those guys. He's been a little bit quiet over the last few months. Yeah. But, well, he's on this list a few times. But... Throughout most of the year when he was, I guess, the North American champ stuff, anytime, basically, anytime he is in the ring, it's a match to watch. Yes. Because he always makes the best of every single match. Yeah, even like there was like that kind of like, uh, who was, we were talking about that. There was like a guy that, you know, you knew he wouldn't yeah. beat him, but they still made that? it real interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, anyway, yeah. Go back uh, old episodes. And yeah. like that. But let's keep it to the Adam Cole tip here. Uh, Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American title at TakeOver. I mean... Uh, it's in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> this is just a wow match. It's yeah. uh, If you like athletic things, it's there. Super kick. Uh, the super kick in midair to the face. I'm not going to tell you who did that, but <laughs> wow. You can probably take a guess. Ricochet is one of those guys, like, man, you got to see this guy. Yeah. Like, And what a good opponent for Adam Cole. Because it makes Adam Cole seem like the grounded one who's got a firm head on his shoulders right. and Ricochet's just going to do whatever because he's insane. Yeah. But that's what's neat about Ricochet. He's cool. He's got. He's calm. Seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. But he he hates physics and he likes to defy <laughs> it every right. chance he gets. So it's just a fun match, a classic heel versus babyface match. Yep. But at the you know in this era and the way we've evolved as watchers. You can't hate on Adam Cole watching this match. No. It's impossible to hate Adam Cole in any of these matches we're talking about just because he's that good. Yep. But at the same time, you do root against him in times. So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. but that's what makes him really good at what he does. Exactly. He's undeniable, but you can also root against him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. I think I'm going to move a little bit away from Adam Cole. We may or may not rejoin Adam Cole later on this list. But I'm going to go with a feud that was a bit underwhelming i think it under delivered at times but it finally built up to a match that was deserving of the two men in this feud i think i know what you're gonna say it was aj styles versus shinsuke nakamura the last man standing match yeah like basing almost basing our entire mania trip off of aj and shinsuke and the fact that the match was just okay yeah it was it was in a weird spot and i don't think they were given as much time as i would have liked and it was that happened with aj a lot yeah Uh, he just Mm -hmm. didn't he was rarely ever the main event of 
one of the combined shows. He, yeah. I don't think he ever was, actually. Yeah, not even this match. Yeah, That's and this wasn't either. Best matches of the year, and it still didn't yeah. close the damn show. But And, of course, for me, I saw AJ versus Nakamura in Japan at yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. And I, I think coming off of that, personally for me, I was like, oh, well, it was good. But the, the Mania match was like, oh, it was good, but... It was that kind of thing. Yeah. I was jealous because I was like, you're one of the only people in the world to have seen both of those. Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania. Yeah, like that match in two different stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure there was a handful of people there that could say the same thing. There were some Americans. But yeah, yeah. and Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Finally, finally paid off in the last match of the the feud. Thankfully it did. And once again, last man standing match we're normally not fans of. Yeah. This thing. And we keep saying that. Like, we keep talking about Last Man Standing. Well, but there were two great were, ones yeah. this year. Yeah. And, man, it's one of those just when you think it's over, it's yeah. not over. And then, oh, my God. And you thought that the low blows had gone into overkill mode. Yeah. And they but the did fact that they kept happening. In the, but it totally worked in the yeah, Last Man Standing did. match, I think. And the fact that if they hadn't done all those low blows prior to this match, yeah. it would have been just weird. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So... Yeah, great match. Just so damn good. Worthy of both of them. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Best WWE title match of the year, actually. Yeah, and that's saying something, because AJ and Daniel Bryan had some great ones. Sure. Yeah, but I think think you can't deny it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm happy that they did, they were able to get that match before they went their separate ways. Yeah. So, maybe once, if they ever meet again in the future, things may, may be different. Yeah. Maybe one of them, maybe it'll be a heel face reversal, and maybe yeah. it'll actually work better for that reason. Yeah, maybe so. Because, you know, it was it was like that in Japan. They, yeah. I was assuming AJ would be the heel in yeah, that match. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Of course, people liked him, though. But sure, still, yeah. But yeah, he yeah. was a heel, yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, leave it with uh, two more great scientific wrestlers that, uh, you know, have all the credibility with true fans. And, you know... For a while here, and still are, when they're in this kind of a, a title pitcher, and by title pitcher I mean the Intercontinental title, it's the biggest title on Raw. Yep. I mean, it has been pretty much for the last few years. Yeah. And finally, uh, like, not only getting to be like, yeah, this really is the title. And during the build-up to this, I remember they really were putting over the Intercontinental title as, mm. this is the workhorse title, right. and it's been that way forever. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, Intercontinental title match, and I think for one of two times ever, closed a pay per view. Yeah. And that was the Dolph Ziggler Seth Rollins, thirty minute Iron Man match. And I'm not just giving it to this match on principle for all those things that I said. It was truly a great match. The match was so good, and those guys are so good, and the finish was so good. The shitty fans that we alluded to when we reviewed the show the first time. It still didn't kill the match for me. Fans were awful. It's the worst crowd of the year. Yeah. Uh, if you go back and watch this match, watch it with the sound off. It still works. Yeah, right. <laughs> just just sit down with your buddy and watch it or something. It's but it's a great match. The, the only thing I could really fault is the, is the fans. But I mean, man, that and the finish. Oh my god! Yeah. I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I could say is wow because right. I don't want to spoil it. It's yeah. that good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Great match. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of great matches, uh, up next, I'm going to go back to 205 Live for this one. This was, we talked about both of these guys already. One of these guys is already on this list. This was Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. They had a few matches throughout the year because they had a few that was stretched out over quite a few months. Started in that tournament, the title tournament, 
that Drake Maverick started when he showed yeah. up. The true and, beginning of 205. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and they had a few matches throughout to decide the, the winner of that little feud. I think they had three one-on-one matches, basically. Yeah. The match that I particularly remember was the one that happened in May. It was the May 8th 205 Live. Yeah. And, yeah, just... You could pick any of those, really, and they're all great. Yeah. So... That's probably the best one. Though, yeah, honestly. that's the yeah. one that came to mind immediately for me. And, yeah, I don't know what else to say. We already yeah. talked about Ali. We talked about how Buddy Murphy was this yeah. close to winning so many awards it's, for us. And it's crazy, like, Cedric Alexander isn't on this list. Yeah, but we, he, he was one that we had kinda, to cut. Yeah, and the one, actually the one I would have put on there, probably one of his Buddy Murphy matches, that match he had with Leo Rush was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't fight for that one more. Yeah. I probably should have, so I apologize. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Cedric Alexander should be on this list. It just yeah. goes to show you how great these other matches are yeah. i feel like we're almost kind of taking cedric for granted now it, but it feels like it. he's yeah. so consistent it was i was so pulling for him to win that title after the other guy the previous champ left and we won't speak his name i no, almost did no, no. but it was time for cedric alexander to be the champ yeah. and i was so happy and Buddy Murphy arrived, and we were like, this guy cannot be denied. And Mustafa Ali started to pull out, and he mm. was right on par there with Cedric. And all of this stuff was happening, and... It's a nice problem to have. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> at the same time, it was when Murphy overtook Cedric and took the title from him, I I was okay with it. And mm. yeah, I would yeah. thought, like, yeah, this is kind of time. Yeah. Yeah, go back and watch Super Showdown. Yeah. That that one match especially. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. All right. We only have a couple of more. Am I, am I right about it? We have three more matches. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for the high sign there. Uh, I'm going to go with War Games. Cool. I know you're big on War Games. They've both been great. The NXT yeah. revival of War Games. The best War Games matches of all time. Unspeeded Air represents War Games. has been great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else. We, we talked about this one so much yeah. after we uh, reviewed it. But, yeah, I mean, just go watch War Games. It's it's a match unlike any other. And I almost feel like they should almost do it every other year. But once mm-hmm. a year, I'm totally cool with. Yeah. They even changed it up a little bit again this year. Yeah. Uh, but it still didn't hurt it. Uh, the talent in there, it's it's yeah. it's the best of the best of NXT for the year. A nice snapshot. And even then, they still didn't get everybody great in there. Sure. It's a great roster, just top to bottom. Yeah. But it's just a nice snapshot of like, wow, look at all this. Yeah. And they'll be able to reference this for years and years to come. Be like, oh, wow, remember when all these guys were in yeah. that match? Wow. They're going to show that Avengers Civil War shot <laughs> towards the end oh, of the match. It's They're already in the open forever. now. Did you notice that? Is it? It's I in mean, the open for yeah. NXT now. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's made its mark in history for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even something as corny as that, it works if yeah. you watch it in the context of the match. Yeah. Do so. you think, quick question, when Undisputed Era eventually gets pulled up to the main roster, do you think they should continue War Games? Ooh, I think that's how they go to the main roster. Someone has to beat them at War Games, and that's their last match in mm-hmm. NXT. What do you think of that? Okay. Well, that's that's they, how they, it has to be. Loser leaves. Some... How about loser leaves? Like yeah, everybody on that one team game. has to go. Okay, yeah. And it's going to be like a really solid bunch of guys going up against them yeah. to where you really don't know. All right. Yeah. So I think that really is the way to go. That could be, yeah. So it's their match to lose now. Do you think when Undisputed Era goes up to the main roster that they will take War Games with them? Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be <laughs> great. 
I will say that match is so good. I can't believe I, it's one of those things. Hunter definitely obviously brought this back. Yeah. And, and it's because he will not shit on dusty the way Vince is shit on dusty. And yeah. I, that's a fact. Yeah. So, Vince was like, ah, I'm not going to do that stupid match. And then you know he was so mad when he right. saw those matches because they're just so good. Yeah, yeah I, I actually, I, I don't, the main roster does not deserve war games. I'm <laughs> fair sorry. Enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, to answer your question. <laughs> All right, well, we're down to the final two matches. I'm going to go to Evolution. I started with a female match. I'm going to end with one. I'm going to go with the one of the matches that I had sort of doubts about whether I wanted this one or another one on the show to be the best match of that night and I've come around and I do agree with what Nola said on that episode yeah. and I can listen to it and I think that the Becky Lynch versus Charlotte tables match from Evolution was the best match of that night and one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, it's it's a it's a can't miss show. Everything about that show is fun and there's parts where it's like oh good feel time yeah. you know and you get your battle royal like i wanted yeah. and uh you know rousey was represented properly there was the symbolism of what she did in that show also yeah. that really drove the conversation but this is the match yeah this is the match that's really like oh yeah you gotta see it for that yeah. it's the you know whereas the may young classic it's like ooh, yeah that's mm-hmm. really good that's a great finals yeah. It's the best finals they've had so far out of the two. Sure, I agree. Um, you know, I think that's going to be hard to beat over the years. Yep. But yeah, the the tables match between Charlotte and uh, Becky, so damn good. And it just further proves the point of how much of a great year Becky Lynch had. Yep. Win, lose, or draw. Exactly. Because a couple of these matches, maybe she doesn't win them. Right. <laughs> Last match to talk about for everybody to go for. And you just really just should watch the whole card. But uh, take over New Orleans. The opening match, Chris, <laughs> the damn opening match, yeah. was the one match, the sole match to determine who would be the first ever North American champion, yes. the inaugural NXT North American champion. And it was, if I I don't have it in front of me, so let's see if I can pull this off. Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, the Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, EC3, and Ricochet. That's it, right? That's, That's it. six guys. That's okay, six guys. Yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> awesome. And no, yeah, yeah, no studying. Yeah. Okay, I'd forgotten Killian Dane was in that. Yeah, and he deserved to be in yeah, there too. Was, like yeah. Killian is is so good. Like yeah. that guy could be a single star if they would let him. Yeah. he's he's damn good. Deserved to be in that match. Lars was the only stiff in there, but he he you know he's, he's come around since then. Yeah, he's he played his role good in this match, yeah. and it's you know it's it's a highlight reel. Yeah, it's it's a classic violent oh my god kind of mama mia ladder match <laughs> and i won't give away the finish if you don't know it was one of ricochet's first matches yeah. in that company and i think ec3 too probably um yeah. if i think he might have debuted ricochet yeah, had a few matches but i think ec3 might have actually debuted well, that back. night i have to go back i i want to say that's right so send me some hate mail if i got it wrong <laughs> but yeah everybody did great it was a star making match for a lot of people velveteen came off great yeah uh, so it's just you know six man ladder match with crazy crap all over. And yeah, just watch it. It's great. Super good. Yeah, Super good. So man, that New Orleans show. God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I want to rewatch some of these matches, Chris. So I let's get out of here. Interesting note before I get to the plugs is that we could have made an Adam Cole top five list because he was in our top twelve four times. Oh wow. We could have made a separate list for Adam Cole. Sorry, Adam Cole. I'm sure we could have inserted something in <laughs> yeah. there. Oh man, yeah. sorry. That sorry. That sucks. I, I feel just, bad now. No, it's 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 a good honorable mention. 
Before we get out, though, yeah. honorable mentions yeah. for our two favorite non-WWE, or maybe not favorite, but two matches that we wanted on this list that weren't in WWE. I'll let you go first. Yeah, at least we got to put the all-in match in that I yeah. wanted. Yeah. Um, the, the the tag team ladder war at Supercard of Honor, yeah, New Orleans, fun. go look it up. Wow. Uh, the Elite, SoCal Uncensored, just... Yeah. It was really good. It's fun. It's <laughs> great. All the talent. Yeah. And my honorable mention was from the New Japan Cup when I did those series of mini episodes. This was in the last one. It was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I can't say enough about the match. Go watch. Go look at the recap that I have. I was and, entertained by you describing yeah. that match because I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like, go, go, go listen to that episode. If you're curious, it's only like 15, 20 minutes. And if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what does. But Zack Sabre Jr., that New Japan Cup for Zack Sabre Jr. was one of the best things. And the match that he had with the ace of New Japan, it was super fantastic. And that was, he had wrestled Naito and Ibushi and Sanada, but the match he had with Tanahashi was the best. Wow, so, that's that's really saying something. Yeah. And I mean that. So, so, that's it. That's my honorable mention. All right, let's do the plugs and get out of here. All right, so you've been listening to the... Second annual Wrestling House Show Awards for the year of 2018. Of course, you went to cnjradio.com to find this episode, or you went to the iTunes linked from cnjradio.com. Go to our Twitter and our Facebook, at House Show, and the Facebook, both linked from the .com. Let us know what your favorites were. What did you think of our awards, the NXT awards, something that you think, what did we overlook? Because yeah. there's so much stuff. What, yeah. what, should we, what should we see? We always tell you what you should see. Yeah. What should we see that we didn't? And throughout the year, if you just watch a great match, I, I don't even care if it's an obvious one from like SmackDown or Raw. Like yeah. Obviously they saw it, but I want you guys to be like, that was a great match. Yeah. Recognize it, like you know, put it put it in the consideration. I'd like yeah. people to make their own lists and send them. Yeah, because if you make notes like that, we'll remember it more later. Whereas yeah. coming up with these at the end of the year, we're gonna forget stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> so yeah, just the fall itself did it in for me. So, <laughs> all right, uh, and check out all the shows on cnjradio.com. We're all extremely proud of them, and we'll plug away some more on our next episode, which should be just in a week or two. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up January of our first wrap up show of 2019. Yes. Two takeovers, a rumble, and a whole bunch of other wrestling. Man, there's some amazing matches already, already this year, yeah. and wow. Yeah. So, and, 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 uh, and, a, and a Wrestle Kingdom. We have a Wrestle yeah. Kingdom to talk about. Wrestle too. Kingdom UK Takeover? Yeah. Wow. Okay. See you on the next one, guys. Bye. Check this out. <laughs> I'd like to thank the producers. I'd like to thank all the people family. Use a condom. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah.